When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into a remote version post-Super Bowl kind of episode of the CHGO White Sox podcast. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer and uh, Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Eknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Are all here. Uh, guys, I already told you in the pre-show meeting, but Super Bowl is today. We could say Super Bowl because DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl. Uh, go team that won. Insert team that won today. Um, but with the Super Bowl being today, baseball is the next show in town. Baseball is next up. We got pitchers and catchers reporting this week, uh, I think Garrett Crochet, Tim Anderson, uh, someone else, uh, all spotted in Arizona. Sean Burke, uh, all Lucas spotted Giolito. down in Arizona. Uh, Lucas Giolito, all in Arizona. Uh, so we are getting closer and closer to this season starting. I think people are now, especially with the weather, hello 40s. Uh, people are getting more and more excited for baseball. So what's the temperature at? Uh, how you guys feeling February 12th uh, as the Super Bowl is coming up and the baseball season is dunning even closer? I've been ready for baseball for months now because uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure football season in Chicago ended sometime around mid-October, uh, if memory <laughs> serves. So uh, I think it's been baseball season that whole time. Hockey and basketball season never really got started in, in, in town. So uh, really, we've just been waiting for baseball to uh, to restart here. Uh, no, listen, I know everybody's uh, excited for the Super Bowl, but uh I'm not a, I'm not I'm not the NFL fan I used to be from back in the from back in the day uh and so it's it's really more so just can we can everybody watch watch the football game and then we can get to what matters the baseball season starting let's go. <laughs> and like many White Sox fans when October came and those final outs came with the Minnesota Twins series I was ready to abandon baseball for a long time. Now we're back in February and I'm like let's give me some baseball. And I am a football fan, so I'm a, a consume this uh, Super Bowl. I've got a couple bets out there and such, so I'm going to enjoy today. And I, whoever wins, the Atlanta Falcons or the Denver Broncos, Denver Broncos. either one of those teams, I'm going to be happy with um, because I have no rooting interest necessarily. But yeah, baseball is king for me. Like the White Sox are probably my favorite team out of all the teams that I do enjoy, and so. That's why they frustrate me the most because I put so much time and energy and effort into uh, enjoying their games. And so when this pitcher, I don't get excited for pitchers and catchers reporting necessarily because it's just B-roll of pitchers just throwing to a bunch of catchers. And then like, I got it. This is not baseball. It's getting me ready. And the weather hasn't been that bad in Chicago. Right now, as we're speaking, it's about 50 degrees in Chicago. So this February has been beautiful and I can wait a little bit longer uh, especially since we're going to get some uh, real baseball in March with the WBC starting. 
Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, seeing all the rosters now announced, uh, seeing not only White Sox legends, Jose Ruiz rep- represent his country, but Nicholas Padilla, uh, White Sox legends we're talking about right here. Uh, very excited for the WBC. Uh, Vinny, any angle that you, you like in the Super Bowl ads? Rihanna fan? Well, so there was a nice stretch there of about probably what, about seven, eight years or so where the halftime show was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Stones, McCartney, Who, Prince, uh, you know, Petty. Uh, it was just, it was one tremendous Hall of Fame act after another. And then they decided that the kids don't like that. And so they moved on to, I think the first one out of the gate uh, that that was no good was the Black Eyed Peas. And it's like, come on, this is just really taking a hard right turn into a disaster territory. So I know everybody else, the younger, the younger folks, the kids these days, they're probably very, very excited about the more recent lineup of Super Bowl halftime acts, but uh, I haven't seen a guitar in a while, which has been uh, disappointing. So I guess a Marvel trailer, that's probably the thing I'm most excited about for the Super Bowl. More than likely, we might get a couple of them. So what Marvel what movies are coming up? Uh, well, the Ant-Man comes out next week. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the next He's a Chiefs is. fan, the guy who plays Ant-Man. The guy who plays Ant-Man, Paul Rudd, Paul one of the Rudd? more famous oh, yeah, that, actors in the, in, yeah. the, in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's famous, I guess. Yeah, no, but they got shows coming out, and I think, you know, what, Guardians, next Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out soon as well. So I'm, I'm a big Marvel guy, as you know, so I'll be waiting for waiting to see some of those probably today. Yeah, out of that run there from McCartney, Stones, Prince, Tom, Bruce, uh, nothing beats that Prince one. I mean, that man is playing in the rain. Uh, as we know, Bears friends, uh, the Colts beat the Bears that day, uh, but Prince was not defeated by a but, thunderstorm. But we were all winners because we got to see that Prince show. So sick. Uh, that was amazing. The ending on Purple Rain, uh, just covering uh, Foo Fighters, right? <laughs> Just like doing other people's songs for no reasons. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm always excited for the halftime show. That, that one's excited. Uh, I'm always excited for ads too. Just seeing how uh, you know they're uh, they're 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 trying to get you know in people's heads. You know, I, I like I like that angle as a communication major. There's not a lot of things that I was taught, and ads was one of them. Um, but Herb, mm-hmm. the new angle that I like is sports <laughs> sports betting. Uh, what's your, what's your lean here before we wrap up the Super Bowl talk? Well, I'm liking. Um... Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling is favored to catch more touchdowns than Devontae Smith. Marquez Valdez Scantling is the number one receiver now for the Kansas City Chiefs, besides Travis Kelsey. But there was a bet on DraftKings where you get plus 220 on Devontae Smith having more touchdowns than De- Marquez Valdez Scantling. I know when you listen to this on Sunday night or Monday morning, you're just going to thank me. But also you're like, curse me because I didn't tell you to tell you earlier. Actually, I, I did you tell you. I told you, you on, Thursday. on Thursday. Yeah, that is a real bet. Do it. And also I got the anytime touchdown for Kelsey. Got the anytime touchdown for what's the tight end? Is it Goddard? Yeah, or Goddard. Goddard. And then then 18 and a half over rushing yards for. Uh, I forgot his name now. The, the backup running. Yeah, Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell. So that one's like a plus i think 1500 so well, i put like $5 on it best of luck to you i'm just excited for your leans now i just know what to watch for for you and i'll be like hey herb wants some money congrats to him uh yeah if the chiefs win i'll be happy uh i, I that's where that's where my lean is um, i i think you know and of they, course, they have a really good quarterback and, everybody's and, got super bowl squares i have the numbers 5 and 4 5 for the eagles 4 for the chiefs and then 4 and 4 for both teams so i'm looking to make some money on my super bowl squares 
best of luck. I think I got six and four. So I think that's the best numbers I got. Uh, but hey, Andy Reid got fired from Philadelphia for not winning Super Bowls. He's going to let them, you know, he's going to let them beat one, beat them one for one. I don't know. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, anyways, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Gavin Sheets later on in the episode. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit uh, about, I think, uh, the MLB Top 100 because uh, two guys that we know very well are close to one another uh, within their rankings. Do you want to take a quick break? and let you know about FOCO. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted in the best sports gear around. FOCO has you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leaders in sports merch and collectibles. FOCO, if you're looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life, FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. So check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10 off. Also got to let you know about our friends over at Goose Island. They are the beer of CHGO. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. They have the Blackhawks Pale Ale, which is a limited release. They have the Bulls City 312, which is a limited release. They have the Bourbon County Stout, uh, which is still on the shelves over at your local Jewels, and I saw it at the Binnies as well, so I thought it was a Christmas thing, but hey, it's still all around. They have the Beer Hug IPA series, which Herb <laughs> and I were enjoying on the uh, uh, the uh, happy hour, uh, the Goose Island happy hour with our diehards. Uh, those things are dangerous uh, at 9.9, friends, uh, but they're fun. Uh, so definitely check out the Beer Hug IPA series, the Green Line, the Matilda, and the Sophie. And also Goose Island's two locations are open and ready to welcome you. So grab a beer right at their innovative tanks at Goose Island's Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton or get a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brewhouse at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations to pick up, go to gooseisland.com slash locations, Goose Island Beer Company. Um, got it all dark in your, <laughs> your living room, Vinny. <laughs> He's just a shadow. Um, let's jump into a guy who's not only uh, an infielder, but an outfielder. We are continuing our 2023 season previews. We just wrapped up the infield, uh, and now we're going to go into the outfield next week. On Monday, we're going to talk about Andrew Benatendi. But why not talk a guy about, about a guy whose position is not really known at this point before pitchers and catchers report? Gavin Sheets has been on the team for the past two years, but has seen his struggles, uh, has been on the major league team in 2022, but then was sent down to Charlotte uh, in around June, then was called back up with the Yasmani Grandal injury and then seemed to figure things out in, in Charlotte, but never really seemingly brought that pop like the entire White Sox team in 2022 with Oscar Colas possibly getting the right field job. Andrew Vaughn being the first baseman with Jose Abreu out of town. Andrew Benatendi in left field. Where is Gavin Sheets going to play? Is it Charlotte, Chicago, right field, first base, bench? What are your thoughts? Vinny Duber, we'll start with you. I think my uh, initial thought would be bench, right? That this is going to be a guy who's going to be called upon to come off the bench, pinch hit in you know matchup-friendly situations. He's got that left-handed bat. Um, you know, and provide that power that you were just talking about. Obviously, we didn't see it last, uh, you know, we haven't seen it in bunches really, uh, as no one on the White Sox really provided much power in bunches last year. Um, but we know he can do it. We know he's got that strength. We know he's got the the distance. And certainly, uh, you know, he's a guy that can be, I think, relied upon as much as anyone else to say, all right, go out there and hit me a home run kind of thing. Um, we've been talking a lot about how the elimination of the shift is going to benefit some batters. 
And I think Gavin Sheets would certainly fall into that category, though he did show at times some ability to beat the shift with some softly hit balls to the left side last year. Now he can just focus on hitting the ball as hard as he can to the right side, and, and it'll probably find uh, some some ground more than uh, more often than not. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how he's deployed on a regular basis. I think the playing time remains kind of the number one question mark with him. Uh, and that is because Oscar Colas is getting hyped up as the guy who's going to be, you know, given, as Pedro Grafal has said, every opportunity to be the everyday right fielder for this team. If that's the way it plays out, it means Oscar Colas had a great spring and it means Oscar Colas uh, is ready for prime time. Uh, but there are other ways it can play out and maybe it plays out in a way where Oscar Colas has struggles in the spring, Gavin Sheets has a, has a nice spring and Hey, your right fielder is, is Gavin Sheets uh, more often than not uh, at least at the outset of the regular season. There's also a way it can play out where it's more, you know, in the middle of those two things. And, and maybe Oscar Colas comes up, but he's not quote unquote, the everyday guy. Maybe Gavin Sheets gets a lot more look than we're imagining. Uh, and then of course you got to remember how Aloy Jimenez factors in out there as we've heard Pedro Grafal say he wants to see him uh, a couple times a week in right field as well. But um, I think there's a place on this team for Gavin Sheets. It might be a very specific place and it might be a, a very niche role. Um, obviously when you think of a quote unquote fourth outfielder, it's someone who uh, has more of a defensive ability than we We've seen from Gavin Sheets, they're not going to stick him in center field or left field, you know, uh, late in games. He's going to be a guy who would probably be replaced if he were to get a start in right field. Um, all that said, though, I think he's earned uh, an opportunity to continue playing at the major league level. Um, you know, he, he you mentioned going down to Charlotte in the middle of last season and then kind of turning things around offensively. I think he showed that he can improve and that he can be counted on to 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 deliver in some situations um we'll see though how he fits in his 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 puzzle piece perhaps is not as easy to fit in as as it was uh even a few months ago or or you know in in other circumstances so um playing time is really kind of the, the question mark and I, and I don't think that's going to be determined when we get to Arizona next week I think that's going to be a thing where it's going to take the entire spring to figure out how they want to put things together and uh it's going to be a running storyline to see who between him and Colas what kind of springs they're each having from the outside looking in it looks like gavin sheets does not have a spot that is solidified by him i think most of the stuff that Vinny was talking about too all depend on other people failing or and or getting injured for gavin sheets to actually have an opportunity to do him to actually be the guy that he was in 2021 where that was the guy that everybody didn't expect coming up with the home runs and the the uh isolated power over 200 now, is Gavin Sheets a Major League Baseball player? Of course. But I would think his best role on this White Sox team would be getting it bats down in AAA. Now, I know yeah, he can come off the bench and give you that lefty power, but I think the White Sox, if all things are going right, don't necessarily need lefty power because of Oscar Colas, if that's the guy that you're hanging all your lefty power on. And the two guys we spoke to previously or, or about previously – with Yohan Moncada and Yasmani Grandal being switch hitters, but I think most of their power usually coming from the left side. So, yes, Gavin Sheets deserves a chance to play at the major league level. On this team, he's just a replacement, which is weird because his team doesn't have the depth that you need. So I would say getting him more at bats is more beneficial to him and the team going forward because he's going into his year 27 year. 
Like if he was good and uh, uh, individual that could be played on a different team, like the Pirates, the Reds, the lesser teams, I think he would already been traded there. I think you need to get up his his value and let make him mash down there in Triple A. And so people are looking. It's like, okay, I need some lefty power, and this guy has played in the major leagues. So let's go and trade for him because I think in like the best of situations, Gavin Sheets is starting on another team. In the worst of situations, he's starting for the White Sox because they're not looking for him to be the starter, right? Like we're not saying Gavin Sheets is the right fielder now or the designated hitter or the first baseman. He's a bench player. So I think AAA would be his best start and then go with somebody else, one of the myriad of outfielders you got for um, minor league deals this offseason. That would be my ideal uh, White Sox lineup. I know it's more of a meritocracy, so if he wants to be in the major leagues, let him be there. But I think for him and the team, his best spot is in tri- AAA and doing uh, well down there. Herb, just to, just to clarify, though, so you say that's the best spot for him for the team. So you think really the only thing that he can contribute is getting his trade value up? Because I, I think sending him to AAA, or when, when people say that about a guy, you know, oh, it behooves them to get more at-bats, to play every day at the AAA level – that usually means that there's a payoff down the road for the team, right? That, that the idea is, oh, well, this is a young guy. He might not have a place starting on the major league roster right now. Keep him in the minors, let him play every day, and then he develops into a player that can play every day at the major league level. But if Gavin Sheets is out of your long-term picture for this White Sox team, your specific long-term mm-hmm. picture, um, wouldn't he benefit them more by just being able to do anything? Isn't anything he can contribute off the bench more beneficial to the team than getting every day at bats down in AAA where he, he doesn't help the major league team in a season where they're trying to win a championship. And, and the only really benefit that I'm hearing from you is, Oh, maybe he'll get you some prospects or something. Yeah. It's just like he does in their long-term plans. Like only way that he is actually playing for the white Sox is not dependent on him. It's depending on other people failing or getting hurt. So yeah, I think, you know, you're, where are you going to get the at bats from? Colas is a left-handed hitter, so you're not going to be taking Colas out to have Gavin Sheets in, especially defensively. Um, Aloy, are you going to be switch or taking Aloy out as a designated hitter? These guys are part of your long-term plan, and they're all young, too. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know where Gavin Sheets being well, on the bench and being rusty on the bench benefits him and or the White Sox. Yeah, he can come up and pop a home run every once in a while, but – in his roles with the White Sox, he wasn't necessarily just a pinch hitter. He was playing a decent amount when he did play. And so I say that give him more at-bats and maybe when if you want him up later on in the year, yeah, that's good because he's not been rusting away on the major league level. And if there's an injury, Colos gets injured or he's bad, then you say, Gavin, come on up, get, our, get your right field glove ready. We're going to get you some major league at-bats here. But for the start of the year, no, I don't think he's – beneficial for him or the team being on the bench and not really getting a lot of bats. We saw the 26 man roster be 13 and 13, uh, 13 hitters, 13 pitchers. Right now I have 11 names down. Grandal, Zavala, Vaughn, Garcia, Benintendi, Jimenez, Robert, Anderson, Mancata, Gonzalez. And then if Herb, you're saying Sheets is on the roster, that's why, you know, Sheets won't, or uh, Colas is on the roster. That's why Sheets won't be getting that many attempts because they're both left-handers. Um, you know, we won't put sheets on the roster for the moment, but that's 11 names. Again, uh, Romy, Colas, Mancata, Anderson, Robert, Jimenez, Benintendi, Garcia, Vaughn, Zavala, Grandal. 
who are the next two? Is Sheets on on that list? Um, Theoretically, what else does yes. This team need? This is this is just me speaking. I'm not speaking for the White Sox. Theoretically, yes, the White Sox. I'm sure will put Gavin Sheets in the major league roster. That'll be twelve, and then choose between Reyes or uh, Billy Hamilton, whoever they need to go with for that last person, Hans or Alberto. But in my ultimate plan, I would have one of those backup infielders like Hans or Alberto, and one of those outfielders instead of Gavin Sheets there. So that would be my thing. So yeah, I think just, it's I think it's gonna yeah. I mean yeah it's gonna be sheets I would imagine just because he can do so much for you more with you for the bat um as I mixed up all my words there but he can do more for you with the bat there we go uh he it's just you know you if you need to call on a pinch hitter you're gonna want him over no offense Billy Hamilton Billy Hamilton if he makes the team is gonna be there to be a defensive replacement to help you run the bases you're not gonna be calling on him late in the game when you need an extra base hit to drive a run in that's that's what Gavin Sheets' job is going to be. And now, granted, Herb, what you're saying makes total sense is that hopefully, the, or the hope is for the White Sox, they already are starting nine guys who can give you an extra base hit late in the game. Um, you know, in the world where the DH is now everywhere, those kind of moments are fewer and further, for, fewer and farther between. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Sheets is just, uh, if you just look at that list of, of guys that they have going to spring training, position players they have going to spring training, uh, Sheets is the biggest bat uh, out of those guys. I mean, and some of them don't really carry much of a bat at all. Most of them, I would I would argue. So I think if you're just looking for a guy who can give you offense off the bench and not just off the bench, they might be mixing and matching. You know, I mean, the, we don't know how Pedro Grifol is going to manage right field. You know, you would think Andrew Vaughn is going to be there every day at first base and Aloy is going to be starting somewhere uh, every day, be it DH or in, in one of the outfield spots. But um you know, who knows? Maybe maybe Colas doesn't impress the way that they think that he's going to, and, and he's a part-time player. Or maybe Gavin comes to spring training and tears the cover off the ball, and he right. earns, a, earns a starting job or a, or a majority of timeshare job there in right field. So I, I think that he's far more useful than um, you might think at first blush. That being said, from a roster construction standpoint, Certainly, he seems like he doesn't fit easily if you're going to rely on somebody playing 150 games at all of those positions that he can play. I just don't see that happening. And so I think he's going to get some playing time, maybe not enough, you know, to in a perfect world, he would have more. But I, I still think he'll have enough to warrant a spot on that 26-man roster. So real quick, I do... I just remember Rickon talking about left-handed power still being an issue or, you know, something that they wanted to... Uh, improve this offseason they added Andrew Benatendi but still like they, they don't have that guy so Gavin Sheets still has that potential to be that guy Billy Hamilton we know what he is as a hitter um Gavin Sheets I think there's still question marks at what he is a what he is as a hitter um we'll talk a little bit about that um after the break um I gotta let you know about drafting sportsbook um if you're not going to be betting on the Super Bowl because it's over uh, why not bet on the NBA because that's still happening NBA fans it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings sportsbook official sports betting partner of the NBA this week new customers can bet Five dollars and win two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same game parlay on an NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. I would love to tell you about a same game parlay that I will place tomorrow for the Magic and Bulls, but there are no player props posted. Uh, so uh, the Bulls are five point favorites. I'll let you know that, and they should win. But the Magic are kind of feisty. 
Download the app now and sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the code of <laughs> partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Um, hey, Sean. Hey, Herb. It's like a tease right there. You gave a tease for watching CHGO bets tomorrow. For your Bulls magic on crop. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you could tune in. I don't know uh, if, yeah, hey, 3, 3 p.m., folks. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the magic of the Bulls. Uh, so Gavin's interesting just because looking at his average exit velocity from the past two seasons, um, his worst month in 2021 was July at 88.9. And then his worst in 2022 was may 87.8 then got sent down in june may uh in june it was 85.5 in july it was 88.3 um so there was a little bit of signs of life in the later half of 2022 uh he ended up finishing in july 88.3 uh then 90.6 in august and then still at 88.3 uh in september so the later half of 2022 was better for gavin sheets and he did talk about the improvements that uh chris johnson and him made uh going down uh to Charlotte and what he, you know, the adjustments that he ended up making, we did see a lot of opposite field contact and at least against the shift, uh, his shift weighted on a uh, weighted, uh, base on average his weighted on base average, uh, was 289 against the shift, not against the shift was 349. And I think a big thing is just, he hits the ball in the air, uh, fly ball percentage of 44%, um, and a line drive percent about 18%. Uh, so Gavin does have a lot of outlying stuff where if he's hitting the ball, I think he'd be really successful. So I don't know. He, is, he could be a major league bat. I don't think we have enough data on is he, if he is, or if he isn't, um, and he's still, uh, last year was positive against sinkers and cutters and was positive in 2021 against forcing fastballs, cutters and sinkers. So he's able to hit the fastball, which is great. And as we were saying with other white Sox players, he has enough to sacrifice the strikeouts. He's not at the top of the level of strikeouts uh, and with percentage, Actually, he's pretty uh, uh, like mediocre on that. So he can sacrifice a little, you know, coverage of the plate by going all out a little bit more. His isolated power last year, I think, mostly drained from early in the season, was under 200. You know, decent, respectable. But for a guy that's going to be power mostly, or a guy dependent on power mostly, I think over 200, which he's been in his minor league career and in 2021 when he came up for the 54 games. That's where he needs to stay and stick in that area, I think, if he wants to stay at the major league level consistently. Hey, again, it's playing time. We're talking about a guy who, you know, Sean, you said we don't know who he is as a hitter. You're right, you know, because he hasn't been able to show it. And and, and I don't think that's really, you know, it's nobody's fault. It's just that that's what the situation called for. And now you're talking about a guy who, you know, you're wondering, can he be relied upon for a major role? Well, he hasn't been giving a shot to show you that he can or not be, uh, uh, can or cannot be to this point. Uh, you know, I'd remember talking to him last year about some of the splits numbers and uh, in spring, and he was like, "Oh man, it's just reps." You know, I didn't really get you know the, the shot to do that. Once I get a shot to do that, it'll it'll all be good. And who knows if that's going to end up being the case from a statistical standpoint. But the point remains that you know you've got to be given a chance to show what kind of hitter you are. And he hasn't been. Now, I think, Herb, what you're saying is in an ideal world, the White Sox wouldn't have to give him a shot. You know, they would have players better than him that that you would be like, you. they would be totally comfortable saying, all right, well, we don't need to figure out who Gavin Sheets is because the three guys at the positions he can play are all hitting really well. Um, but until he gets more 
more of a sample size to show what he can do, we're still going to have these questions. Now, maybe he can succeed in a small sample size if he does end up with a bench role or, or a part-time or, you know, a, a small part-time role. Um, and, and it's possible that he could be good at that and succeed at that. But again, we're, we're still going to be wondering uh, until he starts going out there and getting consistent uh, opportunity to be able to produce or not produce on a consistent basis. And also, it's like I'm just thinking about Gavin Sheets maybe winning the the job. I know it's pretty much they want Oscar Colas to go out and win it, but maybe Gavin just like, you know what? I'm undeniable. If I'm coming into my own, I'm going to be 27 this year, which means I'm going to be in my prime and what they call 27 to 31, your prime years. Maybe he's like, okay, this is my chance to shine, and he goes out and slays. Like, I can see that happening uh, as you were talking about him needing just more time. I mean, I'm looking at his minor league numbers, not like, you know, consistently great but late in his minor league career it seemed like he was getting it and understanding what was going on how pitchers were pitching him and starting to mash maybe Gavin Sheets is the winner of the right field job and becomes the White White Sox starting right fielder even though his downfield jumps are terrible and he's not reading the ball properly he does have a right fielder's arm more than Eli Eloy does and maybe that carries the White Sox. They want a left-handed power bat, and if Gavin Sheets turns into that and having Oscar Colas down in the minor leagues for another year, maybe not hurt the whole well, and team you're as talk- a whole. And you're talking about, too, I think one thing that I don't want to say gives him advantage because the only advantage you're going to get is the actual production that you do. But the uh, one thing that he about this spring that he didn't have to deal with or that he did deal with last spring, last spring going into the year, he had, he had Aloy Jimenez as the left fielder who obviously had an entrenched place on this team. And then they would go out and they acquire AJ Pollock, who's supposed to be the right fielder. And, you know, Andrew Vaughn is kind of floating around in that mix too. Those are all guys that, you know, the, the White Sox had a season or more season or seasons worth of, um, you know, data to go on, you know, AJ Pollock was, a, was an, was a household name. Aloy Jimenez is a part of this rebuild cornerstone uh, group for a very long time. And even Andrew Vaughn, very highly thought of prospect who then just had an entire season to show the White Sox what he could do in 2021. This year, right field, the competition is somebody who's never played in the major leagues before. And, you know, obviously Oscar Colas has a very uh, uh, high opinion among the White Sox uh, brass, but Gavin Sheets does too. And if he can go out and be clearly the better guy, there's no like, oh yeah, but maybe maybe AJ Pollock will get back to, even though it was a down spring, maybe he'll get back to doing what he always does. Oh, even though Andrew Vaughn maybe didn't have a very good spring in this quote unquote competition, he, he did so well for us last year that we want to go at it, give him another run at it this year. Now in 2023, the competition in right field, if it's those two guys and those two guys only, you're talking about Gavin Sheets having the majority and the entirety of the major league experience between those two guys. So again, the it's not necessarily a leg up or an advantage or anything like that, but it's different circumstances that now Gavin Sheets maybe doesn't have the kind of roadblocks that he did uh, a year ago when he was trying to to make the roster, which he eventually did, but not in the starting capacity. Yeah, and I do wonder too, like if Oscar Colas can hit left-handers, and you brought that up, Herb, like who will get more opportunities in in that uh, area, like against lefters, left-handy uh, left-handers, uh, Gavin Sheets ended up having a decent amount, a, a decent improvement against left-handers uh, last year. Uh, his run value against the, against four seamers went up about 1.2 uh, 
uh, runs uh, last year against left-handers. So um, I think a big concern from what we've heard is just what can Colas do against lefties. Seems like he kind of abandons his power and goes for contact. I think he had an over 300 average against lefties, um, but I don't know if he will be able to hit major league level pitching or if lefties will be able to just get him out very easily. Um, so Gavin has at least shown improvement against lefties. And uh, again, later in the half, uh, later in, uh, in the season where we saw the average exit velocity improvements, uh, his average exit velocity against lefties was actually around 93 or 94. Uh, so Gavin kind of showed out a little bit um, in July and August for at least Gavin's sake. So, I think he's an interesting player and maybe spring training is uh, enough for him to kind of show out. It's just his third year. He hasn't had 545 plate appearances, uh, 538 plate appearances for Gavin Sheets. Still a pretty young player. Uh, we laugh at the Romy Gonzalez 600 steamer projections. I can't even bring up the Gavin Sheets 600 steamer projections because he hasn't had 600 uh, career uh, major league uh, uh, plate appearances. Uh, for 2023, though, steamer is projecting. 11 home runs for Gavin Sheets. Is that too low, too high? In his 200, role? 270 plate appearances. He <laughs> had 200 or 377 last year, 106, 170. Sorry. Uh, They're projecting 270 plate appearances, steamer, 11 mm -hmm. home runs. In 2022, 410 plate appearances, 15 home runs, 179 plate appearances in 2021, 11 home runs. Disappointing. If that was the final total, but also if he's in his correct role, that is actually, you know, if you're only getting half of the, you know, what, two thirds of the at bats he got last year, and he's not doing it with more power. Uh, uh, it's disappointing numbers for him, but also it might be a positive for the White Sox because it means the other player that is getting the majority of time at the position that Gavin would normally be at is probably going off and not allowing Gavin to get a lot of the bats like he got in 2022. So, you know, I think, you know, progression will be, um, you know, it's not linear, but I would like to see Gavin, like you were saying, just got better from year to year versus left-handers. I want this year to be his show out year. It's the year where it's a make it break or make or break year for Gavin for the White Sox too. Like, from this point on, it's like either they're going to have him on the team for this year and looking forward or like have him on the team, but like cut bait after next year and find somewhere else he can play. So I would hope that he would have better numbers than what Steam was projecting. Of course, I know these are all like, what, 50% projections. So take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, he's I mean, he's built to hit a lot more than 11 home runs over the course of a season. Uh but it's again, it comes down to the playing time. And, and I mean, I, I don't think that that folks should be like, oh, well, I don't want Gavin. I don't want Gavin Sheets to start in right field. I want him to be a bench player in terms of the playing time because you're rooting for, quote unquote, better players. And then you want him to hit 20 home runs as a, as a bench player. I mean, that's really, really hard to do if he's going to be a starting caliber major league player in terms of his production and his output. Put him in the field. Right. I mean, like so, um, you know, it. it you can't have it both ways. And so I think that expecting someone with a bench role to hit one of the higher home run totals on the team is just silly. Um, but that being said, I think that if he were to get playing time that you should expect his power numbers to be good and to be high. Um, but again, it's, I don't think it's going to be dictated as much by his ability as much as it is by his playing time. Yeah. And two, I've always given uh, Andrew Vaughn the, 
uh, excuse. You know, he, I don't think he ever had the, a proper uh, hitting coach. I, I feel like he was dictated by what the team did. Gavin Sheets had more walks in or a higher walk rate in 2021 and a lower walk rate in 2022, just like Andrew Vaughn. So maybe a new hitting coach could help Gavin Sheets as much as I think it could help Andrew Vaughn. Um, I don't I don't know if we should uh, really write this player off just yet. Um, right now it's 50 days, John Dank days until opening day. Tomorrow it will either be, and I want you guys to choose, uh, a Ryan Cordell amount of days until opening day, Aaron Pareda, or Kendall Graveman. Yes, those are all the most famous 49. I'm about to say, we're just going to skip by it. Skip by what? Skip by what? Chris Sale. Oh, right. Uh, hey, I'm Kendall so Graveman's on Team USA. You, I think you got to exactly. go with him. Hey, Nicholas Padilla doesn't have a number yet, so he might be 48. No, it might be, you know, 48 <laughs> days. Uh, anyways, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Congratulations to the team in the big game. And hopefully you bet on DraftKings Sportsbook when you did it. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Talk about Andrew Benatendi. Peace. I don't know why I did that. I like the salute too.